Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Hello. <laughs> All right. Oh, no fancy, no fancy jokes today because Steve's going to let us in on the biggest joke of all. As uh, today we are talking about the number one bestseller you've never heard of. Top ten games you can play in your head by yourself. Edited by Sam Gorski and Second Edition. <laughs> That's the beginning of the joke. That's the beginning of the joke because if you actually check the copyright information, there is no first edition. <laughs> well, see, this whole thing, this whole book is a big fiction. The The conceit of the book is these guys were in Podunk, Minnesota at, at a garage sale and happened upon boxes of these games um, written by this guy named, hold on. It's right here in the back matter. It yeah. Is J. Bartholomew, blah, blah, blah. Unpronounceable yet. J. Theophrastus Bartholomew. Um, yes. Which uh, I'm sure that is actually someone from the future. Uh, and Wes's child. It's a joke name, like Biggest Dickus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, they found all these these games and loved them so much. Bought them and read through them and loved them so much that they decided to distill the essence of thousands of games down into the ten best ones. No, 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 no. This was a. This was not included in any of those boxes this was a manuscript that they found when they contacted the publisher okay this was bartholomew's top 10 his next book that was coming out in the series either way it's funny because they this this whole book is basically this big joke um that's a big meta joke it's a very funny one uh, because all these games ref, uh, refer to each other, and they try really, really hard to evoke this '90s feel that it fails to invoke. Really, in, in '90s, it kind of feels it's, like uh, '80s to, to me. Have, it's supposed to have been been written in the '90s. Yeah, the, this particular book, but the original uh, games you can play in your head by yourself were uh, from the '80s, and they they went with the joke so far as they did the choose your own adventure style cover with yes. what appears to be an Atari cartridge art on there. Yes. Not the good Atari cartridge art, the 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 Activision art. <laughs> right. It's e- the ET art. <laughs> right, right. So what are the top ten games? That you can play in your head by yourself. What are they? Yes, Do they, they are titles. Oh yeah, adventure, space, dungeons, trucks, the visitor, the Alamo, murder night, your job, city, chess, and another life. So w- w- the premise is you are supposed to sit comfortably by yourself and create this uh, anti-you called your shadow self, Mm -hmm. which kind of acts as the randomizer. 
the dungeon master, um, they know things that you don't. So you get to play the game. And there's an exercise that, that they include to train you on how to do this. And everything flows from there. Then each, each game ends up being um, you versus the shadow self, where the shadow self um, creates all the, the different characters and situations that you can find yourself in. Right. And each game is structured in such a way that you get, um, basically, it's like they set up the plot. They give you a little background information on genre. And they set up plots, some major NPCs, and then they say, go. And you're just supposed to imagine the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Um, I, don't, I don't take any of it seriously. I think it is a big joke. Like, uh, for like example, a, the Church of the Sub, Book of the Subgenius for Gamers. Yeah, it kind of. For, for example, uh, look at Dungeons. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, you know, uh, you, you open it up and you think it's going to be like this uh, solo Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Right. And it can be. But one of the possible roles that you can have as a player is uh, the guy who looks after the dungeon. Right. The owner of the dungeon who basically sits around <laughs> doing nothing. And letting other people take care of the dungeon for him. Right. Or or, or the poor bastard that lights all the torches in the video games when the adventurers and the heroes come into the dungeon. Right. You could be a prisoner in the dungeon. Right. You're not the hero exploring the dungeon, clearing out the monster, collecting the treasure. There's a treasure in the dungeon. Don't get me wrong. You're not the guy. Right. And the guy actually is your shadow self. So uh, all the games are like that. They kind of take um, a a gaming genre, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just say, fuck it. Right. (laughs) Literally. Well, there's a lot of things in here. And in a lot of the genres they discuss... Uh, our, our popular the act, cheap Activision artwork on the cover uh, without the computer. Right. Uh, fam- there's a whole chapter dedicated to chess and there's different levels of difficulty by different opponents. It's like, but you're playing a fictitious game of chess on a dark and stormy night. And your mentor has to be dead. Right, and your mentor, the guy that taught you're you how to play chess is dead. Haunted by the chess version of Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> I did read through that one because I do like <laughs> chess. Uh, I read through that one a little more fully. And he is the chess version of Mr. Miyagi. There are little quotes throughout the thing of things your chess mentor taught you that really have nothing to do with chess or are the yeah. shittiest chess advice ever. <laughs> Uh, let's see as an example. Uh, just move the pieces like this, says your mentor. You move the pieces as he says. He quickly takes them out with his knight. You still have much to learn. <laughs> Did you notice that they, that they uh, when describing how the different pieces move, they described how the knight moves wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, they don't describe how... You, you cannot learn to play chess by looking at this book. 
<laughs> it says all of the pieces move in a certain way. Yes, I would like to um, use the shield next time I play chess or the dungeon. Right. That's the other thing. You put the dungeon up, over. <laughs> these games refer back to each other. For example, in chess, one of the possible pieces for the advanced game is the dungeon. Right. Which you can use to trap your opponent's pieces. And then it's the dungeon from the dungeon game. Right. Um so did you did you have any ones that were uh that you enjoyed more than any other? Like I said, the chess one was the one that I really read through all the way because I was I flipped through it a lot. So to be perfectly honest to the audience, I did not get the full experience of the book by not reading a little word. Um, you Ash Williams it. I Ash Williams did. I didn't read every single little last syllable. I read enough of it to know that it's not what it says on the tin. It's it's it it's to fuck with you. Um, <laughs> one of my particular favorites, though, has to be like your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck wants to play your job? You have to do that every well, day anyway. So, but now your job isn't about your job, right? It's about uh, automation and robots taking over, right? Right. Your job, which which is another subgenre of of video game. There's even like trucking simulator in here. Um, the trucking simulator is hilarious. I don't I don't know if that's one of the ones you read. But the trucking simula- simulator is great because it's a combination of Traveler, Car Wars, and The Sims, I guess? Uh, they're, they're actually, if I recall correctly, there is a video game that is trucking simulator. Um, just like there's a game called Farm Simulator, which you basically you run a farm. Right. But what I'm referring to um, in this is... Uh, work slash life balance is always difficult. Uh, Oh, no, 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 my fault. You can cut that out, but you won't. Uh, the section entitled your other family. Remember when we decided that you had to choose your family? Of course you do. It happened moments ago. Well, we've got some news for you. Regardless of what you chose, you have a family in another state too. That's right. You're one of those truckers. (laughs) So instead of being a trucking simulator, the trucking game ends up being um, you balance, <laughs> you caught in a sitcom situation where you are a bigamist and uh, both of your families are on the same vacation at the same time. Well, lovely. And you have to bounce back and forth between the vacations. Yes. And, and it does suggest that you name uh, the children from both families the same to avoid confusion. <laughs> J. Theophrastus Bartholomew. Oh, you minx. So, yeah, I, I, I got this book um, actually recommended on a different podcast. Ah. Uh, they were talking about it a little bit, and it sounded... They didn't... They just kind of, it was kind of like an uh, intro blurb on mm-hmm. Alpha Soup. And they were talking about it. And they mentioned the trucking thing. And it was funny, but I think that that 
they and I think a lot of people approach it as these are actual games, mm-hmm. and you can play these games. and And I don't think that that's the intention of the book. I think the book is is just a a mock up, you know, this big joke about nostalgia for these things mm-hmm. and and you know i guess gamers in general and how people think right right so uh, approaching it from that point of view uh, it's hilarious um you have to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit mm-hmm. yeah uh, because- basically basically what it's is, is trying to tell you is it's also kind of a tongue-in-cheek reference to back in the day we didn't have all this fancy shit we just imagined stuff yes the, the, the that's the main is, mechanic of the book is if you're imagining it at all right the, the tone is definitely um very antisocial <laughs> yeah yeah it, 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 to prep for the games you have to tell everybody get the fuck out of my house or find some place some some place you can go to be alone. Basically, you kick your parents out or kick your rest of your family out so you can do this. Right. And but eventually, you get so good at it that you don't have to be alone. Right. Eventually, you can just slip into a game in class. In class at dinner, anytime. It's 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 really like the instruction manual to be the Secret Life of Walter. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. It's very funny, and they there it was a small, I guess, um, ad campaign attached to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you it's if you try and do any research on this, there's not right. Uh, there's a couple of reviews, mostly reviews by the quote unquote editors mm-hmm. of how right? awesome the uh, book is, about how awesome the book is, blah blah blah. But there's a, a an advertising video. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you watched it. No, I did not do any research into the background of this book. It is like a, a guy sitting on his couch, just staring off into nothingness, and his friend comes over and is like, what are you doing? I'm playing games. Because I don't see your computer. I'm playing them in my head by myself. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost got like that Blair Witch Project advertising campaign feel to it mm-hmm, that that whole uh, viral marketing very, yeah where all the information was very controlled right so you didn't get a lot of information about the movie or in this case the book that wasn't uh, basically going through the proper channels right uh, right so but now here's the interesting thing is I, i've recommended this book to a number of my friends and uh, one of them <laughs> came back to me and says, I don't really think that that uh, that guy wrote it. I think it, <laughs> I, th- I think it was, you know, he was just kind of had like, you don't you don't think that it's serious to you. And I was like, no, there's no way that <laughs> it's it's just part of this big joke. It's um almost I guess these guys run a, um, a bulletin board or a website. Mm-hmm. And um, it almost reminds me of how uh, what's that book called? Uh, David Wong uh, 
John dies at the end mm-hmm. kind of evolved from his, his, uh, you know, his website and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a uh, it was, uh, installments on a blog and then it became a novel. Yeah. That, it, it kind of has that feel to it. Yeah. That, that um, whole meta commentary, the, um, the, the viral, viral humor meta commentary is definitely a book for the modern era. Oh yeah. Most definitely. You know, it's like, Hey guys, look what we found. Yeah. There's a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Mm-hmm going on uh, which is fine i i i enjoy that um if it's done well mm. uh, obviously you know if it's um done poorly you can get like weird things like storming the capitol building in a, in a coup attempt too soon man too soon it's never too soon to call those assholes out sorry but you're right, it's in the, in the same vein of uh, Blair Witch, and, and uh, it's a hoax, basically. And and we've just spent yeah. the entire episode uh, spoiling the joke. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. So so in a part, in, in part, we have actually gotten in on this thing through spoiling the joke. Or yes. did we spoil the joke, and this is actually well, a serious book? That's true, we might just be idiots. That's right. You kind of you one kind star. Of pick up on it. You kind of pick up on it really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's. I think as far as like the joke goes, you know, you get like 10, 15 pages in, and you're like, ah, right. And then you, it, it doesn't become a, um, um just a, a quest to prove that you're right, and it is a joke. But it just becomes more enjoyable to read because it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And you could, t- and, and and you read when you read it in that light, knowing like it's this big thing. It, it, it's 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 funny, right? Right. Not necessarily like knees, not knee slapping kind of funny. But just, <laughs> no, it's droll. It's droll. Yeah, it's it's dry. It's dry. It's just it's droll. It's self-referential, uh, especially if you like games of all sorts, like you said, computer games. Um, role playing, you know, role playing games. It's it's it definitely takes the Mickey out of a lot of it. <laughs> I, did now so some of the things they say are just so simply brilliant. It's um, every tomb is haunted because they're full of of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. It, it does kind of. It did seem to kind of take the piss on the whole genre. Like right from the very the beginning the adventure section where it's like, well, you could be a world-class adventurer or you could be a Nazi. I uh, don't know why you could be a not would want to be a Nazi unless you're a Nazi in real life, but there's like that whole tangent. It just starts going off on a tangent about Nazis. Right. And then it comes back around to that when it says, well, by the way, if you chose your character to be a Nazi, <laughs> which we don't know why you would right. choose such a thing. Well, it, it, I think the only logical looking at you, Octoon Cthulhu to, players. I, I think the only uh, logical conclusion they came to was that if you want pathos mm-hmm. and you have a you know philosophical reckoning with yourself, um, but yeah, why would you want to be right? Right, coming from someone who played an actual Nazi in a Call of Cthulhu game, uh, you proto Nazi, proto Nazi, proto. Oh yeah, that makes it all better. <laughs> Um, now another thing, uh, 
is that you can turn around and you can mine this book. Talking about actual things you can use this book for after you've read. You could mine this book for some ridiculous ideas for actual role-playing games. With the exception of Trucker, because that basically is Traveler. Uh, you, you can, because it, everything is slightly off in all of all of the genres and and they're all like pretty familiar genres mm-hmm. um everything's like like the time travel one mm-hmm. oh the uh, monster in the neighborhood oh right the uh the battle he was a battle toad right in paperboy it referenced like a lot of the those uh 90s 90s video games Paperboy, Battletoads, Aliens, Ate My Neighbors, a lot of those uh, SNS type stuff. Gorp. Gorp. I don't remember Gorp. Gorp was like uh, a text adventure. Oh, Zork. Zork, my fault. Gorp is um, shit you eat when you're hiking. Uh, Sure. No idea. (laughs) But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have spoiled the joke. Your mind is now the ultimate gaming engine. Yes, it is. Always has been. Except for when you... Oh, when you don't keep 30 luck points. That's right. There are no luck points. in. There could be. There totally could be. All right. In a way, that's kind of what the game Another Life is all about. (laughs) All right. There you have it. Top 10 games you can play in your head by yourself. Check it out. If you can find a copy... Yeah, it's available um, as a physical book mm-hmm. and an audio book, but not. But they any purposefully book. did not release a, an electronic version of it. Right. So, yep. Grab a copy. Take a listen. We'll see you next time. 